somebody amen. I don't know about you, but I feel like giving the Lord some praise this morning. Did anybody come this morning just to give the Lord some praise? Did the Lord wake you up this morning just to be in this place to give the Lord praise? We want to welcome you this morning to our in-person as well as our live stream service. Amen. Uh, we're thanking God uh, on this special Sunday that he has given us. You know, every day is a day of Thanksgiving. And so we ought to rejoice and give God praise every single day. The Bible says in Psalm 99, 1 to 3, that the Lord reigneth and let the people tremble. For he sitteth between the cherubims and let the earth be moved. For the Lord is great in Zion and he is high and above the people. Let them praise thy great and terrible name for it is holy, church. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise as we stand this morning. Glory, glory, hallelujah, since I laid my burdens down. Anybody come this morning just to lay it down for the Lord? Amen. 
As we're still standing with every head bowed, Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to say thank you this morning. We thank you, God, for touching us, waking us up this morning to experience a brand new day, a day that was not promised to us, God. But, Lord, we're ever so grateful and thankful, Lord, that you saw fit to allow us to experience this day. And so we know, God, that you have something special in store for each and every one of us. And so, Lord, open up our hearts, open up our minds, touch our souls, Lord God. Help us to be able to hear your word and the songs that are being sung, Lord God, and to just apply them in our daily walk. And so, Lord, we just come this morning to say thank you. Thank you. Just to give you praise and just to lift up your name, God, for those who are going through difficult times right now, God, we just pray that you would be with them. Praying, God, that you would be with Sister Boyd, Lord God, while she's in the hospital. We pray, God, that you would just touch her body, uh, that the doctors will be able to find out what is wrong, Lord, and that she'll be back up on her feet. Uh, praying for all others, Lord God, who are sick and shut in. We send a special prayer, Lord God, for Reverend Jackson, who's under the weather. We pray, Lord, that you would just bless and be with him. Touch and strengthen his body as well, God. We thank you for Reverend Toller, Lord God, who is here with us today for touching his body, Lord God, and helping him to make it here to the house of the Lord. And so, Lord, we just want to say thank you again, God, for being such an awesome God, a mighty God, Lord God. And so we give you the praise, we give you the glory, and we give you the honor. We ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. Our responsive reading this morning is Christian Commitment. It's taken from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 18, and I want to read the light print, and we pray that you will read the uh, bold print that we have. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and are all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. For ministry, let us wait on our ministering, for he that teacheth on teaching. For he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil, and cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another, with brotherly love and honor preferring. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. 
distributing to the necessity of saints, given the hospitality. Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one towards another. Mind not the high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men and together. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 If you would be so kind to remain standing as we sing our hymn this morning. Lord, lead me, guide me along the way.
in God's hands, he will lead you. God will guide you along the way. Amen. We're going to have our official welcome this morning to Sister Elaine Johnson. Amen. If she would come at this time and let's welcome Sister Elaine. Amen. If she comes. How are you all doing on this beautiful Sunday morning? Amen. My husband and I are here to welcome you. He just literally flew in this morning from Maryland. He went to his uh, class reunion in uh, Salisbury, Maryland, uh, yesterday evening. <laughs> he talked about all the old people there. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> But we are here to welcome you today into the house of the Lord. We are thrilled to see you all, see all your smiling faces. And for those watching on live stream, we are very glad that you decided to join us today. We welcome you. We hope that you will find something today that will help get you through the coming week. Um, I would uh, just like to say that I know that the uh, disaster in Maui is on all of our minds, and the thought came into my mind, those folks were not expecting that. And then the thought came into my mind, is this what it's going to be like when Jesus comes back? The Bible says he will come as a thief in the night. Not to diminish the disaster that is there, but I was just thinking, that's how it's going to be when Jesus comes. 
And if we're not prepared, it will be a disaster for us. Um, I just wanted to share that with you because that was something that the Spirit put on my heart today. I know we're all praying for the people in Maui. Um, it's uh, a tragedy. That's that's all I can say. When when you suddenly lose everything in an instant, because that's how it can happen in an instant, you go from your daily routine to having nothing. So it behooves us all to prepare. And my husband is nudging me, so I will just say that we welcome all of you here. Well, we have a saving Second Baptist. First time you're visitors, second time you're family. Let me have my real picture to look. Amen. <laughs> have a blessed day, everyone. Amen. I, I told Brother Cole, I'm glad that Brother Jimmy knows that, that we're going to put you to work. Amen. Listen, we all, God has given every one of us an assignment. Don't you know, open something up now. Amen. He's given us all an assignment. And we ought to be giving God our very best. Amen. Anybody willing to give God their very best this morning? Amen. Give God. He deserves it. Amen. We, uh, again, focusing on our church theme for this year, that we are together in Christ Jesus. Amen. And as it says, we're together. And if we stay together, no matter what this world may throw at us, we're going to be able to make it. Amen. Because as we stay together in Christ, Christ will give us the strength to be able to do so. Amen. Uh, we're going to ask the Sister Lavinia if she would come, uh, give us some information, on her, and Sister Danielle Piku on our upcoming golf outing, and then Sister Sherry Orr on our, uh, for our Moses Club. Amen. Good morning, church family. There are only a couple of days left till our annual golf outing, and we are so excited to see so many faces who have already volunteered and offered their time. So thank you to those who have already made a commitment to us to come, to donate, to volunteer, and to golf. And so just a couple of quick reminders. Um, the first is, if, you're still, if you still haven't registered, there's still time to do that. So we'll be at the table in the back in the foyer after service, or you can come or contact or text any of us who are on the committee. Um, we definitely want uh, all who are able and willing and, and wanting, wanting to enjoy in the fellowship of that day. If you've never attended a golf outing, it's something so special. Um, I can't even explain it. Definitely just, um, if you have the time, make the time to come out and fellowship with us. Um, and then if you haven't uh, picked up your T-shirts from the back, they're back there, so um, don't forget after service today to go and pick them up. Anything else? I got all of it. All right, so we are so excited to see you this Friday. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, everyone, and uh, giving honor to God and... Uh, Good Sunday morning to uh, Pastor Hamlin, Toller, Reverend Jackson, and Pastor Hamlin, it's so good to see you back. Uh, God is good, and yeah, we know you were over there where the, when the disaster hit, exactly, and we prayed for you, and God never fails. He brought you back safe and sound, and that was our prayer, that he bring you back safe and sound, so 
I just want to give everyone a friendly reminder that the scholarship committee is sponsoring a uh, trip to Sight and Sound in Lancaster, Pennsylvania to see the spectacular action-packed play Moses on October the 5th. So even though that seems like a long ways away, uh, we have to give the venues uh, a count, an accurate count by this week. Uh, final count we have to have in by August the 22nd. So if you're planning on going, please um, let us know. You have to pay a deposit for us to reserve your space. Um, you know, I wish we had more time, but they didn't give it to us. So, you know, just want to let you know we got to, you know, get our deposits in. And this is an all-inclusive trip that includes round-trip transportation by Trans uh, Bridge uh, bus lines. Um, and we are leaving from Second Baptist at 8 a.m. Uh, on October the 5th. You're going to get a continental breakfast. We'll have movies, games, prizes, and, um, of course, that wonderful, spectacular play. And after the play, we're going to go to Miller's Smorgasbord, and we'll get you back to the church by 6 p.m. It's still daylight, so, and you get all this for the modest price of $150, everything included. So you can either pay um, on the scholarship website or go to the church e-blast, click on the green, green button when you scroll down to the Moses play, or you can see me after church, you know, so I'll help you out if you need help. Okay, thank you so much. to see you on this coming Friday at our golf outing, uh, praying for good weather, and we just have an awesome time, and you all have been to the Sight and Sound. If you've been there, you know that it is an awesome production, so we pray that be the case. You know, God gives us a special time to just to give back to Him and be able to say thank you, God, for all of your blessings, amen. And I look forward every Sunday for the time that we can give back to God and our giving. Because God has blessed us with every single thing that we have, amen. And I think we know that. We don't say it often, but the reality is everything we have, it comes from God, amen. And so he just asked us to, to, to give a tenth of that back so that we can continue on in the ministry of the church. Matter of fact, in the New Testament, New Testament says that everything you have belongs to the Lord, amen. And so as we give today, uh, there are three ways we can give here at the church. For those of you in person, we have an offertory box located in the back of the church. Please make sure that you deposit your tithes and your offerings there before you leave or when you come in on Sundays uh, to do so. Those who are watching by online today, again, we welcome you. We thank God for you. Uh, the congregation may not know, we have people who watch this service all over the country, uh, from the West Coast and uh, the mid uh, the United States, uh, we have folk over in Ghana who watch the service, uh, folk over in England that watch the service, and so we are grateful to be able to provide a service uh, for them, those who cannot make it, those who are sick and shut in, who can't be here or, or under the weather uh, can watch the service. And so we pray for those online just to tap on the timely giving button there on our website. You can submit your tithes and your offerings or those uh, who want to send it in by mail we would be happy to receive that as well. Amen. So let's just bow our heads and just think about the goodness of the Lord as um, he addresses your heart and your spirit in giving today. 
Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for this opportunity just to be able to give back to you. Realizing, Lord God, that everything we have, it comes from you. And so we ask, God, that you would speak to our spirit, uh, that we would give over and above, Lord God, and just be a blessing, recognizing, Lord, that as you continue to bless us, that we can be a blessing to others as well. So we ask, God, that you bless those who gave. Bless those who have a desire to give but have it not. And so, Lord, we want to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in all things. For we ask this in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say, Amen. I um, just want to take a moment and just want to share with you guys and just uh, want to say thank you for your prayers for Sister Hamlin and I. I think most of you know that uh, Sister Hamlin had recently retired, and her dream was to go to Hawaii. And so, thank God, was able to make that happen. We've been married 46 years and, and want to stay married for all our men folk. <laughs> you know what it takes. Amen. And so, uh, God blessed with uh, arrangements for us to do so. We were supposed to spend four days in Maui and then six days in the big island. And so, the day that we arrived to Maui is the day that the fire broke out. And so, um, I just want to show you how good. Uh, of course, you know, we're waiting to get our rental car. I was complaining because it took three hours for the rental car to come, not knowing that these fires had broke out. And looking back on it, had we got that rental car at the time we were supposed to get it, we could have been right in the middle of it, uh, or we would have been stuck over where our resort is. We never did make it uh, to the resort. The Lord fixed it so uh, for us to be able to evacuate from there. Uh, however, that night, that Tuesday night, we actually had, uh, there was no place to go. No rooms. Everything was shut down. Sister Hamlin and I did like Joseph and Mary. Amen. We, we slept, not in the manger, but we had to sleep in our car on Tuesday night. I had never slept in a car before in my life. Don't want to do it again. Amen. But um, uh, we were safe at the airport in the car. But let me show you how God works. That not knowing that this was going to take place, this tragedy that is still ongoing. As we're sitting there in the line, and uh, there's a 100-mile-per-hour wind that are, that are blowing. So it's blowing this fire uh, block by block within 30 seconds, lighting the next block up. And if anybody's been to Maui to Lahaina, Lahaina uh, it's all wood, built back in the 1800s or, or maybe even earlier than that. And so it went up quickly. But as we were sitting in line, no communication there. I'm sure they're going to have some issues uh, with the those who were in charge for, you know, how they handle things. But uh, there was a young man who was walking down the highway uh, in the midst of traffic, and he was uh, had a basket in his hand and, and looked like he had been walking for a while. And uh, I called him over uh, to our car, you know, and just really to kind of see what was going on. And so he shared with us that he was there on Front Street in Lahaina when the fire broke out. He had taken a nap. Uh, someone had banged on his door and said, there's a fire. He said when he opened the door, it was just an apocalyptic scene of fire just raging everywhere. I'm not sure how he made it out, but somehow God allowed him to make it out. He was originally from uh, Brazil, no, Argentina, and so uh, but could speak English uh, very well. So I asked him how we can help him, and uh, uh, he didn't know where his girlfriend was, that she was missing, that, um, you know, they still have over a 1,000 people who are missing uh, there, so he was concerned, so 
I told him, just get in the car with us, and then we began to drive. He used Sister Hamlin's phone to try to locate his uh, girlfriend. Uh, service was down, no internet, no kind of connection, no phone connection. It was just a mess. And so in driving, I had an opportunity to check with him, and he knew the area, so he helped me navigate uh, through to be able to get back up to the airport uh, where it probably was the safest uh, area. Uh, and so uh, he spoke a lot of Spanish uh, using Sister Hamlet's text, and he eventually uh, was able to catch up to his girlfriend, and she was alive, you know. And so he was grateful, thankful, just broke down in tears, and we took him to the airport and to, uh, for him to get together back with his friends, uh, those he could find and all. So he sent a text just the other day uh, to Sister Hamlet's phone and just wanted to say thank you. Or he said, uh, you don't know, but you saved my life that day. And I think about how God works and moves in our lives. Here God sent us all the way over there in the midst of a tragedy just to help that one individual. I want to say to you today, God works and moves in mysterious ways. And so whatever it is that God is showing you and demonstrating you, just follow and listen to what God is saying to you. And so God blessed us that uh, Sister Hamlin and I were able to evacuate from Maui and to uh, make it over to the Big Island where we were going to spend six days. So we wound up spending eight days or nine days there. Um, and so we were in a fabulous resort, the, the nicest resort I've ever been in. My, you know. And so we just thank God. Sister Hamlin was a little under the weather from traveling uh, this morning. So uh, we pray that you know, she get her rest and, and all. But God has just been too good to us. And if you know the Lord and you know what's going on all around us, this is the time that we need to reach out to the Lord and just do what God is asking you to do. Amen. We want, Sister Hamlin and I want to thank you for your prayers and your emails and texts. And uh, we couldn't get back to you for a while because we had no Internet connection. So we finally were able to get back to you. So uh, we just want to say thank you. Grateful for God's blessings. God has a purpose, and he has a reason for everything in your life. Amen? Uh, we're going to have a prayer by one of our deacons and a song, and uh, Reverend Toller is going to break for us the bread of life this morning. Amen. So he's all set up. See, he got his stool. He's ready, standing, sitting, whatever he has to do. Amen. So we're going to pray for him as well. Um, you, whatever you sow, whatever the Lord lay on your heart, it's fine. <laughs> Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. I, when we saw that, my wife texted her, and I said, I thank God for getting them out of harm's way. I realized they were safe. I knew God was still on the job. As, angel, as uh, Jimmy Johnson was saying, angel, keep watching over me. He was watching, folks. He was watching. So we're going to do this, and then I'll do it first. Jordan River, I'm bound to cross. Jordan River, 
Good morning, everyone. Just thank and praise God for the opportunity to be in his house and alive again one more time. I keep remembering the Reverend Hamilton said he would wake up and pinch himself, but I wake up all through the night, and just as soon as I find out I'm still on this side, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. One minute after 12 every night, I broke the start of a new day. God is good for us. God has been watching over me through days and seen and unseen. And I'm blessed to be here today. And I'm blessed because God said that I have an assignment for you. And that is to serve and to help others. Every place I go, I, I try to do good by everybody. It's just some of you don't reach. But, you know, God's in charge of all of that. So, Father God, we come this morning just to thank you, O oh God, for this day. We ask the Lord, as we go into this service, continue in this service, Lord, that someone will hear a word that might encourage them, O oh God, to accept you as Lord and Savior, or to cry out, Lord, what shall I to do to be saved? I want to get to know you, Lord, so help me, O oh God, to open up my heart that you might come in. Father, we pray for those that are sick and shut in this morning. Again, Lord, I ask you to bless my mother-in-law who uh, we had to take to the hospital last night and she's there running tests this morning. But I know you're in charge. I know you're all over. I know you're looking at, uh, touching the doctors and the nurses and the staff at the hospital. Father, we ask you, oh God, to give them strength and encourage them. The Lord will inspire you today to bless Pastor Hammer. Bless uh, uh, a Reverend Toll, that's going to bring the word. I'm not sure which one, but God, you fill them up with your spirit. And you allow the word to come out so like milk and honey flowing down in the wilderness. God, that somebody will get filled off of your word today, Lord God. So we thank you now in the precious name of Jesus for everything you're doing. Amen. I 
was sitting there when they called the morning speech, and I was still
testimony this morning from Pastor Andrew. It does not get any better from the Lord than that. You have seen and have heard with your own eyes. Woke up last Tuesday and it was all over the news. He knew him and his wife traveling, they found themselves right in the midst. First thing I thought about was the times he took members of the church out of the country to Israel and different places and almost didn't get out. But who was right there? The Lord was right there. As we sit here today in our tent doors, we can see the Lord is right there. Sister Hamlin put in many years in order to see her retirement come. She had a dream. She was able to fulfill that dream, but not rush into a fire. But the Lord his hedge of protection around her and they came back home to her because your prayers are well worth it. The Lord heard you and he delivered. How many know the Lord will deliver? How many know that the Lord will deliver? Amen. 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 Through Pastor Hamlin, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to the members of this fine church, my church family, I want to thank you also for your cards, your well wishes, and your prayers, and your telephone calls, and yes, I've been going through a little journey of my own, but I took my hands off of it and let him put his hands on it, and uh, to the amazement of medical society oh no I'm not entitled to do that that is get in the hyperbaric chamber I said wait a minute let me look at the contract chronic non-healing eight years the insurance company said you're approved and you don't have to be diabetic that I went back in there and, and I could tell that my doctor, who's a trauma surgeon, 34 years, he looked at me differently because there was no argument, there was no, you know, on the street fighting or anything like that. I just said, you told me what the contract said. I summarized it for you. And the insurance company said, Amen? Amen? Amen. So we're not out of the woods yet. Things are happening. Uh, healing is taking place. For a minute there, it was like, Lord, are, are we sure it's happening? Because <laughs> it doesn't feel, you know, it just feels weak, but he's making it happen. I, I, I see some, you know, I, I, I see some progress, and uh, I just want to thank you and ask you to 
continue praying for me and my family, and we'll continue to pray for you. Let us pray. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God, the word of our God, stands forever. Amen? I have a question for you. This will be a question that I'd like you to ponder. How would you physically respond if all your sins on display in court and the judge lets you go free. How would you physically respond if all your sin was on display in court and the judge lets you go free? Now, for anyone who has ever stood trial and faced a judgment, What sweet relief it would be to hear the word, not guilty. But if you were guilty, come what would it feel like if the judge said that despite your guilt, he would pardon you? Would you be astonished, flabbergasted? Well, to me, flabbergasted seems like an appropriate word. What incredible luck it would be to receive a pardon and walk away having no penalty to pay. You would wonder what gave you such favor. Imagine the jury and those in the court. They would be utterly astonished. My brothers and sisters, this is how we should live every day. Amen? in utter amazement that despite our state of depravity, our continued sins, we have been forgiven our debt, acquitted, and released from debt. What an amazing God we serve. Amen? His compassions are innumerous. His faithfulness is outstanding. 18 words in Romans, in the Bible, that probably have more power than a nuclear bomb. Stand with me, if you will, while I read them back to you. And it starts with a but. Romans 5 and 8. But God, commanded his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is how he shows his love. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This short verse from Paul's letter to the Romans gives us insight into the love of God. What is God's love like? How does God love? Who does God love anyway? Does he love me? Does he love you? There are some verses in the Bible that hold more power than a nuclear bomb 
Psalms, this is one of those verses. These 18 words are some of the most glorious in the entire Bible. If you're wondering about the love of God, this verse explains it. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The circumstances that surround our existence today are abounding. They're trying to consume us. We're leaning to our own understanding in most cases. We want to let God handle it, but sometimes it just seems like it's too long. But you got to realize, you're not the only one in the mix. But he does allow you to talk to him. You can call him up wherever you are. Talk to him, walk with him, and you can hold on to his unchanging hand and not let it go, and your answers will arrive. Think about it. Opportunity yesterday, opportunity today will not be the same. But didn't he wake you up this morning? He woke you up with aches and pain. I'm dealing with this ache and pain, and you know, my wife says, you're losing your mind. You're, you can't think straight. chewing on tying all like it's gummy bears but I got I, I, I can't deal with that pain so I try to at least knock it down so that I can be of service be in be of some value because I did not plan on going out like this but who who am I to judge what Jesus did to save us in, is the most loving action that has ever taken place in the universe. Do we agree? What took place on the cross was a once-in-a-lifetime event. It has happened, but the effects of it are ongoing. It didn't just change history. History was created for it. It didn't just accomplish something in the past, but has power to change the future. There is nothing like it, but let us not lose the wonder of it. Let us not lose the taste for the beauty and the hideous death of Christ on our behalf. Let us not lose the meaning of the cross. Let it be always treasured by our hearts. Fight against losing the truth of this verse because the apex of history has already happened and we have seen the love of God for us on a scale that should blow us away. When I think back to 9-11, I had just arrived in New York City for work. 39th and 5th, 7th floor, uh, 
two-hour train ride up, two-hour train ride back. Every day. I get there. I sit down at the desk. The phone just hit the World Trade Center. And I, I, I turned around and looked outside to see if by the time I came in, had it clouded up outside? And did a storm blow in? Did, did a tornado come through New York or what have you? No, it was bright and sunny. So she's talking. And she, she's screaming. My daughter's calling from college in Cleveland. You, what are you doing? I'm sitting at my desk getting ready to work. A plane just hit the World Trade Center. How far are you? I said, well, you know, 39th and 5th, that's like four blocks from the World Trade Center. Oh, no, from the Empire State Building, straight line. If I went out and stood in the middle of the street, it would look like I was looking down a rifle barrel. Matter of fact, somebody came in and said, did you hear that airplane go over the building? It went right down Fifth Avenue. It was that low. And I said, well, why didn't it run into the Empire State Building? It went around the Empire State Building. There was no financials going on in that building. They went right around, did what they had to do. But my family was, my wife was on strike that day, so it was like, you need to come home. Now, New York is an island. It was already shut matter of fact, we learned that there were jets following the airplane down the Hudson or down one of the rivers. They were going to blow it out the sky, but they didn't because of the passengers on board. They wanted to see what it was going to do. Well, we, we now know. But that was then. But 3.30 that afternoon, trains were ready to leave. York City. You ever been in New York City? It looked like uh, it, it looked like uh, I don't know a ghost town. Paper flying all around the street. Nothing. No people. And we're walking down the middle of the street to try to get to the train. So I'm thinking as I'm walking. wife had walked up from downtown, uptown, and she was all chopped. And I'm thinking, we're out here, all this is going on, but when you get to the train, I now understand there was a life that stole me. I'm over The train was so Nevertheless, what do you believe about the love of God? Because on that day, it taught me something about the love of God in the midst of, again, a tragedy. Most often, we think about the love of God in two categories. Either we are too good for it, or 
Of course, God loves me. He's God. God loves all of his creation. But I'm not sure I actually need his love. I do just fine on my own. Do you ever feel that way? Getting quiet. Getting quiet. Or are we just too bad for it? I've sinned my way out of God's love. Perhaps I could try and get it back, but my sin has overtaken me. I'm really a lost cause at this point. I want to love God, but I'm just not sure he could love me. But the truth is, we are actually worse than we think we are, and yet we are more loved than we could ever imagine. That's what the Bible says about us. Amen? Well, there's a third way to think about the love of God. It's the gospel way, which tells us we are too bad for his goodness. But we can have him anyway through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The gospel humbles the proud and lifts up the humble. The love of God is transformative. We don't deserve it, yet we can have it. We need it to live, and it gives it to us without cost. What we think about the love of God will determine everything about how we live. What kind of love does God have for you? But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Well, you see, again, my brothers and sisters, your life includes the story of sacrificial death on your behalf. God died for you. You are loved so much that God was willing to nail his own son to a cross to gain you back. My prayer for us today is that every single one of us walks out fully convinced that God loves us truly. The way to salvation is not in what we do, but in what or but in whom we trust. What do you believe about the love of God? Your answer determines your faith. Well, Paul tells us here in Romans 5 and 8 that God has shown us his love in the death of Christ. The one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who rules over all, the one who is in the heavens and does whatever he pleases. This one is this one has shown his love to us in the death of his only son. John 3:16 right about now to ring out in your ears. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. This verse explains what Jesus said in John 15 and 13. When he told his disciples, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Yeah. What Jesus says in John 15, he accomplishes at the cross in John 19, and Paul explains it to us here in Romans 5. This is the most important story the world has ever known. The scale of this sacrifice is still being weighed today. In fact, for all 
eternity, we will see that the cost and the prize do not seem to balance. But there is glory in this gospel that fills up the throne room of heaven and shoots joy down to our heart like light. This is surprise. This is a surprising gospel. In the passage of Scripture, Romans 5 and 8, God shows his love in a surprising way. Using your Holy Spirit imagination, linger here for a few minutes. Let this sink in because this is glorious. God shows. God is not a quiet, reserved, no big deal king. He's not afraid to shake the world. His ambitious He's ambitious, he's bold, and he loves wildly. The very heavens declare the glory of God. What else do stars exist? Why else do stars exist? Excuse me. Why are the sunsets as beautiful as they are? What purpose do they serve outside of lighting your heart on fire? God puts on a display of his love, but sometimes we're so all this. We, we miss all this. But he's quick to forgive us, right? These two words God shows speak to both camps of people, those who think they are too good and those who think they are too bad for the love of God. We are confronted here with what God does. He's from Missouri. He shows. He is relentless. He's a relentless lover. He is always pursuing us. Not just on Sundays, not just on Mondays, not just on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, not just so that we will agree on an intellectual level that we are loved, but to feel deep in our hearts that we are loved. It's as if he is saying, look, some of you think you don't need me. out in the world. Where will you get your righteousness? Some of you think you can't have me. What made you doubt my love? Hmm. Do you realize the way in which God loves? He doesn't stop with words. He doesn't stop with the parting of seas. He doesn't stop at the pillars of fire. Or clouds of glory. He doesn't stop with breaking down walls at the sound of trumpets. He doesn't stop with the voices from heaven or angels standing before us. He doesn't stop with a promise. He doesn't stop with the king. He doesn't stop with one nation. He doesn't stop with only our one people group. He doesn't stop with good enough. He doesn't stop with perfect teaching. Or with amazing miracles. No. He stops with the death of the Son on the cross. Amen? The Father loved so intensely that he could not give anything less than the absolute best that he had to offer. Himself in the person of Jesus Christ the Son. 
But the most important supreme way that he shows his love to us in the death of Christ, for us, what greater love is there? You and all your sin and all your messiness, you were loved enough by God that he would die for you. He didn't just tell us that he showed it 2,000 years ago at 3 p.m. in the afternoon on a hill outside of Jerusalem. And even more surprising, he still shows his love in the death of Christ. These words are in a present active tense. God today in this moment is showing us the love he has for us through the death of his son, Jesus Christ. What we see right here in our Bible, this black text on white pages, is lifting Jesus up before us right now so that we can see with the eyes of our heart the very love of God for us. Do you see it? Oh, I pray you do. Father, open our eyes. Now that's the kind of love we need and that's the kind of love God has. You see, the devil... don't want you to show up for work. You know, live stream has been provided. And, you know, my wife and I get into it sometimes. You know, I don't share with her the the intensity of the pain. She said, you going to church? I said, yeah, I'll be there at 1030 live stream. But I'd rather be here sharing the gospel with you worshiping with you. You see, and, and, and live stream people in England and wherever else uh, worshiping with them, even though I don't see them, I feel their spirit. It's good to know. See, we all struggle with something. And we all need it. You may act like you don't need it, but I ain't going to say you the bad folk. You're the good folk. Sometimes we kind of get derailed because we stop talking to him. We stop talking to him. God's people have been struggling for millennia to understand the love of God. They have, uh, they have misunderstood him, taking him for granted, ignored him, and sinned against him. But he has never stopped showing his love to them. Do you agree with that? Ultimately, Jesus left his throne in heaven to come and show us once and for all how deep the love of God is for us. You have to believe that. You have to acknowledge the love of God for you. That's my greatest prayer. The way to your salvation is by trusting the God that tells the story. You can have love like this, and it doesn't even matter that you're a sinner. Because Christ died. In fact, he died only for sinners. So if you see your need for a love like this, you qualify for that love. You can come to him and he will not cast you out because God shows his love to a sinful people. Secondly, the kind of people that God shows his love to are sinners. The text is plain. While we were still sinners, if we had the all-seeing eye of God, we would be appalled at not only the sin we see in each other, but the sin we see in our own hearts. I'd venture to say that 
we are aware of about 5% of our sin. Some may say more. I'm going to let you off the hook for 5%. That seems like a fair number. But God sees all of it. God sees all of it. We need to understand what our sin looks like to God. Our sins aren't mistakes. We like to use that word. It softens it. But the Bible uses words like evil and wickedness in regards to our sins. How often have you called yourself evil or wicked? But you are. We are all a mess. Our sin has ruined us. Every one of us has experienced it. Every one of us has done something that we don't even want to think about. And yet God looks down at us in that condition, in that sin, and he says, I've died for that sin. You are now free. For freedom, Christ has set you free. Amen? In fact, our sin is our only qualification. Look at the verse again. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It is in the midst of our sin that Christ saved sins to qualify, which of course we are. But this is insane. Look at the way Paul writes this verse. God shows present tense. Christ died, past tense. The death of Christ still shows the love of God. That one event was enough to show us for all time his love because of the magnitude of the one who died and who died for God, died for his enemy. Our sin qualifies us, and our faith justifies us through the work of Christ on the cross. Even the way Paul words this is fascinating. What he says here is that there has been a changing of the guard. Something has come in, and something has gone out. The Greek text here is saying that the death of Christ, we sinners, have been redeemed. Even the syntax showing the gospel, not just the words, but how the words are arranged. So finally, God shows his love to us and surprises us. Why did Jesus die? The simple answer is because he loved us and to love us till the end, he had to die. But you may say, there must have been another way. Surely someone didn't have to die in order to save me. The Bible says that God saves sinners, and the only way to save sinners is for the sin to be paid for by someone. D.A. Carson, one of the today's most intelligent or one of the most important theologians, helps here when he says God demonstrated his love by sending Christ. This is bound up with the very nature and mystery of the Incarnation and the Trinity. This is the triune God's plan. It hurt the Father to lose the Son. If there's any father in here that's ever lost a son, you can only imagine what God felt like. But he does it because he loves us, and the Son demonstrates his love for us by listening to and conforming to his Father's own wonderful plan so that this plan of the triune God is worked out in God's justice. 
seeking security and protected by virtue of the fact that Christ shared our sins with God just then. My brothers and sisters, but the word but starts the sentence and it basically says, hey, we were yet still sinners, but he died for us. So if you are prone to think you're too good for God's love, can you now see that you are a sinner in need of Christ daily? Only when you see this need can you have the righteousness of the law. And if you are prone to think you are too bad for God's love, can you now see that God saves sinners and sinners alone? Only when you see that will you be able to have the joy you long for. My brothers and sisters, let's take hold of the gospel. God shows his love for us. worse than we think. Christ died for us. We are more loved than we imagine. Charles Spurgeon said it best. Thank you, Jesus. If today you feel that sin is hateful to you, believe in him who has said, it is finished. Let me link your hand in mine. Let us come together, both of us, and say, Here are two poor naked souls. Good Lord, we cannot clothe ourselves, and he will give us a robe, for it is finished. But must we not add tears to it? No, says he. No, it's finished. There is enough. Child of God, you will have Christ's finished righteousness today, and will you rejoice in it more than you ever have before. My brothers and sisters, this is good news. Come to Christ while you have a chance. See what he's done for you. Reflect upon that. Come and live. God chose his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for you and me. The second Baptist Church never repay him, but we can stop acting foolish, and when we grow up, we can be like him, amen? The doors of the church are now open. Let us stand. doors of the church are open, there may be someone that's here, and we realize as I look around, I see family, the majority of family, but those that are contemplating the things of God, now is your chance to hook up with him and to hook up with people that want to be like him. So if you don't have a church home, Second Baptist, doors are open. 
welcome you in. No form or fashion. But we want to be like Jesus when we grow up. The circumstances of life are rolling quick on us. Time is moving quicker than it used to. I got in my car one minute, and next minute, I was almost late. I said, I said, he's moving on. But as we do traffic up the highway, when we get to the gate, will he be pleased that you as a sinner gave your life over to him? Did you tell somebody about him? Because that's what he put us down here for. This is our purpose, to learn of him and to speak of him. If your days are rough, your hills are hard to climb, trust in the Lord. He'll see you through. Is there one? no sinners here now. Just children of God. As we leave this place, I trust that we will go a different way. So let us pray. Eternal God, O gracious Heavenly Father, we trust your love because yet while we were sinners, you died for us. So Lord, we ask be with us. Wrap your arms of protection around us. Give us peace that passes all understanding. We realize that the distractions of life are only tests. But don't give the devil what belongs to you. We love you, Lord, because you first loved us. And we're going to be careful to give you honor, praise, and glory as we go down from this place and do traffic to your home in heaven. This is our prayer. You may be seated. All right. Thank you. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. I want to thank Reverend Toller, amen, for allowing the Lord to use him a reason to praise him. We all have a reason to praise God. If you don't think you have a reason, then the fact that you are here, still have breath in your body, amen, that's a reason to praise him. We want, again, just uh, thank each and every one of you uh, for coming out this morning uh, as the summer is starting to wind down. A uh, little bit. I know folks are trying to get their last hoorah in before uh, school starts back. And uh, for some, I have some of my grandchildren who started. I have grandchildren down in Atlanta. They started on uh, August the 1st. They're already back in school. So, you know, they just about have a month in already. But we want to pray for our young people as they head back to school. And I'm going to tell you, we need to constantly pray for our young people. They're dealing with some stuff that we never had to deal with when we were coming through. And so uh, we need God's hand of protection 
all around them. Amen. So come on, let's give God some praise. Let's stand on our feet. What a mighty God that we serve. Amen. Get some of your handshakes this morning. Amen. <laughs>